Yes. Good to join you. I mean, my, I'm happy to have my mentor, Tony Briscoe, <laughs> whom I, 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 little did I know that, I mean, we're going to meet so soon. And uh, let me tell you briefly about how I met Tony. So uh, I was, uh, I joined an app called Clubhouse. And um, when I joined, I mean, I didn't know anything about it, but I was very interested in all the techie stuff wanted to meet the guys who are doing the tech stuff out there so i joined a cyber security room and um they were discussing something it i was like okay what's happening out here i was just very i didn't know what was happening i was just listening to the conversation and so i came up on stage something we call the stage on on the app to ask a question when i came i mean i was very enthused about what they were discussing so i had this i mean um guy out there who said hey you you're sounding interested. I'm interested in this program. And I was like, yeah, I am. But I mean, I, I'm able to afford it. And so unfortunately, maybe next time I'm going to join. And this man was like, hey, you don't have to worry about the money. If you're interested in this, I'm going to pay for you. I was like, whoa, you're going to pay for me? I said, yeah, come on, boy, don't worry. So uh, that person happened to be Tony. And uh, I mean, I Tony paid for me. Tony and... Um, yeah, that, yeah. I, I don't want to take all the credit for this, uh, Henry. There was another gentleman in that room. I just know it was a joint effort, so I offered to pay for half of Henry's class, and this gentleman um, just happened to be, he said, well, if Tony will pay for one half, then I'll pay for the other half, and then we'll just, you know, let this young man take this uh, class that's being offered uh, by a gentleman named Gomez in the introductory to cybersecurity, and so that's how uh, Henry and I met. And for me, I thought, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. You're on Clubhouse. You're on an audio app. You don't know who anyone is. Um, I know people on Clubhouse personally who've lost ten to $16,000 in scams, right? So I didn't care. I was just, I felt something in my spirit that was like, this sounds like a really good young dude from Ghana. <laughs> and so um, that's how our relationship uh, started. You know, it just, uh, I'm, I'm a servant at heart, man, and just... You know, hearing your enthusiasm, hearing your drive and hearing that you really wanted to do this just to get some understanding of, hey, I want to know, like, if this is the tech world, and this is what the world is coming to. I'm not sure if I'll be in cybersecurity, but I would at least like to know what it's like if I decided to be in cybersecurity, which is why the intro class was super uh, instrumental for you. I mean, I mean, thank you so much, Tony. And, and I come to think of it, that class really opened my my um, sense of imagination and curiosity about the IT space. I mean, James went into detail to, I mean, explain what it is is out there in cybersecurity. And so I'm really grateful to you and to Bill, I mean, for, for taking the class. But I mean, how's your trip in Ghana be? I mean, just tell me about it. And as I was saying before, initially when we were talking, you mentioned to me that you're going to come to Ghana in 20. 24 i mean take me through how did he decide to switch it off onto 2022 yeah i mean you know for me i have a daughter getting ready to go to college um i'm not prepared for that financially like in america college is a ridiculous expense um a lot of young people go into great debt trying to blend into american society and then when you graduate you can't find the job. And if you do find the job, it's not in what you went to school for or you wanted to do. So I think that's part of me coming here so soon. Uh, my daughter and my wife went on a European um, tour in June. And I, again, I had no, I had no idea I was going to come to Accra this year. 
um, the gentleman that I'm with, uh, Lionel Harris, Inspirational Perspective, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it this year. And my wife was like, you should. One of the reasons was he typically tours in September every year. September is a very busy month for me in school. So we're getting technology together for 18 schools, a corporate satellite, a couple of building annexes, and I manage a team of 23 people. And so school is just starting for us mid-August through September. It's just a very critical time for customer support, right? So we're serving 12,500 predominantly African-American and Latino-American students. And so there's no vacation time. Right. Our, our vacation time cuts off July, end of mid July through September 30th. There's no vacation taken during that time. So with this tour actually being in the end of October, it was great timing for me. One, I needed the break, but I just decided I was going to do it. Well, I'm a Christian. First of all, I'm, I'm an unapologetic Christian. I'm not talking about what Eurocentric or white Christianity has done to black people and being in Ghana, what they've done to Africans. Oh, uh, I I don't even have answers for that right now. I'm still processing. My trip to Ghana has been eye opening because we're not taught these things in America. We're not taught about, I've never heard of a slave castle ever. I've never heard of a slave dungeon. I never knew that in Jamestown after slavery was abolished, that they had an underground tunnel that they still ran slaves through. These are things that we're not taught as part of American history, as part of world history, we're not taught these things. These are not things that we're taught. These are things that now as an adult, we have to go out and find these things. Thank y'all for the internet because we get to do these things now, you know? So being here, man, it, it's been it's been a struggle. I'm just being honest. I have been filled with rage. I've been filled with hate. I've been filled with anger. Um, I've been filled with pain. I've been filled with like, man, I've been ignorant. I've been on this planet 51 years. I probably didn't really start learning until age two. So that means I've been ignorant for 48 years. 48 years of ignorance because we're not taught these things. We're taught Columbus was the savior of all. We get a picture of not the Ethiopian Bible. We don't get a picture of an Ethiopian Jesus. You know, Yeshua. We get the white dude with the blue eyes and the wavy hair. And it's when I when I'm when I'm driving around and I still see the impact of colonization, even in Ghana amongst churches. When I I saw a white Jesus on the back of a bus, I'm like, we in Ghana, we should only be saying Yeshua. Why are we even saying Jesus? We should be saying Yahweh. Why are we not? Why are we saying God? You know, and I. But it's just the impact. And so it's been it's it's like it's too much, Henry. It's too much on the brain. And so, but being here. Seeing you has been if I didn't do anything else except outside of stay in a hotel when I got here after seeing you the first day, I'm full, brother. So this is just making me even more full now. Like, but I wanted to come here. I wanted to see you. I was hoping to get to see Yakuba. I was hoping to get to see Bright and the other people, man, that I've met through you. But it's just amazing being here with my people. You talk about the door of no return. To think that when they took our people, they were never expecting us to even be around again, ever. That door of no return meant we're going to use you and then we're going to annihilate you. But when you look biblically at Yahweh's covenant with his people, he said he'd never leave them or forsake them. He said he always preserve a remnant. And we're that remnant. 
And if we get to a place where we could understand Chronicles when it says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Right. And so it's, it's just it's like so much information has been overwhelming. But what I'm taking home with me is for me to learn, read, educate and teach. I feel like I'm in, I just started school again. I feel like I'm thir- three years old and I'm like, Africa, how you spell it? You know, man. So it's it's just been it's been great being here. Why can't we just be one people? And there is a belief that it takes African-Americans like myself to make the bold investment to move here. And when you we face the realities of that. I've only been here a few days. I'm still ignorant. I can't possibly learn all of Ghanaian history or my people from my and my African ancestry, um, the Mindy people of Sierra Leone. I can't possibly learn all of these things in eight days. But man, these eight days have been impactful for me to not look at the world through Western eyes. When I look at what has happened to the president who brought this country together and how manipulation was used to oust him it's tragic and the world will not leave africa alone because the world needs africa to exist the world cannot run without africa it will not cell phones will not run without coltan they will not run without gold they will not run without the engineering right like people in africa you all are doing things in your sleep that we can't even do while we're awake you all have an emphasis on education here. That, and again, this is the reason I paid part for your class, because I'm like, no, this this young kid has intention. I bless intention. And all I ask you to do is pay it forward, man. Look out for some other people. I don't care if they get on the phone with us and they're from Nigeria. I don't care if they from Ghana, if they from Africa, then you just pay it forward, man. Man, and and, and it's amazing when you talk about the 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 investment you made and i remember after after the class i decided to call you i mean and uh, to talk about to, to to say thank you and when i called one of the things he said was that hey man i don't need your thanks all i need is do it for others go out and do it for others and if i look back right now the names you mentioned jacobo i mean uh, uh, caesar i mean all those all the guys out there and i mean sometimes when i look at the the impact we, we have made in their lives or you have made in their lives. I mean, because after my class, you and I decided to come together to open up more opportunities for 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 those kids out there. I yeah. mean, and now some of them have gone on to do various cybersecurity programs, various cybersecurity, uh, I mean, certifications and all of that. So it's it's the the investment in me i mean it's it's not being more than me i mean we've, we've been able to spread the impact even wider than than than, than the but let me also ask you i mean apart from the the things you've gone to see, you've seen around i mean tell me about your experience with the people with the Ghanaian people i mean the kids you've seen i mean if you've seen some sellers i mean how has it been your relationship with the Ghanaian people i just want to have a feel of it from another perspective i mean it's been great there there is no other perspective no a, a young lady did upset me the other night and i let her know <laughs> but i mean it, it's it's been it's been wonderful um 
the professionalism, the well, I think it's the welcoming. It's like really like, man, y'all, y'all actually like me. Y'all know I'm from America though, right? Because I've seen the upside down American flags while I'm driving through Ghana. Okay, I'm like, you know, America ain't all bad. I just want y'all to know that. You know, I've seen the upside down flags. I'm a military man, so I'm like, why that flag upside down, bro? Like, you ain't gotta like us, but don't turn the flag upside. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> But I mean, the people have just been amazing. I mean, our tour guide, the the staff that he has with him, uh, working through Sankofa uh, Ventures. I mean, it's it's just been a wonderful experience. Um, but this is why I didn't want to just keep my visit strictly to the hotels we were staying in or the resorts that we were staying in. I actually wanted to go into a village, um, one that's in um, object poverty. One where there are kids who can't afford to go to school, so they have to work. Like, imagine it's 2022 and we're living in times where kids here. And I'm sure it's in other parts of the world as well, but I don't really care about that right now. I'm in Africa. (laughs) But to think that there are kids who can't go to school because they can't afford to and they have to work. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking, but the joy that I see in these kids, it's like they don't even know that they're in poverty. All they know is that, hey, I'm, I'm living my life. This these are the cards that we've been dealt and we're going to make it work. And uh, to learn that some of the seventh graders here are already at a junior year math level matched up against the United States. bro. we don't have numbers like that. Let me tell you the part that got me here. What got me to Ghana? I was listening to Lionel Harris show and he thought they were driving and actually Bishop talked to me about this last night. They were driving and they thought they saw it was in the middle of the night. They thought they saw a fire. They thought they thought some part of a village was on fire. So they wanted to get out and help. But from a far away, it looked like it was big. But the closer he got, the less fire he saw. So he's like, what's going on? And they peeked through these bushes 1230 a.m. And they saw a group of Ghanaian children studying geometry at a campfire. I said, I have to go to Africa. I have to know what is driving these young people. You've already stressed how important education is here. You know, I was like, wait a minute, you can get a woman for being to school late. You're like you could you could get cane. I was like, what? You don't beat kids for showing up late. Yes, you do. Right? It's a culture shock for me, but it's normal for you all. That's the importance of education here. Right? And so that's the that's the hearing Lionel Harris talk about that experience that he had here. I had to come here. One of the most famous, I believe, Domati Pongo. You ever heard of him? So Domati Pongo, I believe he's from Ghana. He's on MTV. Look up the true crime series. Look up Doma T. Pongo. He's been here with Lionel Harris. Right? What he's doing is just, hey, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Ghana, West Africa. I'm going to take you all to Accra. But I want you all to have some of the experience that our ancestors had. From taking that final bath, from being in these slave dungeons, to seeing how our people were treated. I just want you to wake up to possibility that if we stop depending 
upon America. And America says, go back to Africa. That we actually go back to Africa. Now, for the racist white people, because not all white people are racist. For the racist white people who make statements like that. What if? What if, Henry, the possibility of every African-American listening to them and coming back to Africa? You see the smile on my face, brother? What if we just listen and say, you know what? We're going to go back to Africa. Take back the land that was all once ours over the entire continent, bro. I'm talking Saudi Arabia. I'm talking the Sudan. I'm talking Libya. I'm talking like, let's, let's go back to Africa. For those African-American billionaires who were in America, for the multimillionaires who were in America, of y'all, I'm not either in that category at all. But I'm just saying, like, to think about that possibility and having an understanding that when we left here, when we were taken from our homeland, learning that some people had to walk over 813 miles. Do you know how many of us have died? Only the strong could survive to know that they branded every slave. Like you actually took a iron. What a what a what a logo on it. And you pierce somebody's skin with that. So what God wrote on the heart, man decided to write their own name on another human being, projecting themselves as Yahweh. That you get to do what you want to do with Yahweh's creation. So when I'm here and I see these kids who smile, who wave, who look at you like, get that camera out of my face. You didn't get my permission. I go, I may. No, you may not. <laughs> you know, but I mean, just, just being here, man, and just the energy of the people has been amazing. The reception of the people has been amazing. And I still don't know why I couldn't cross my legs in a meeting with the Chiefs today. But uh, apparently men don't cross their legs here. Yeah, yeah, bro. They got on me quick. He's like, hey, you go get him. <laughs> but it, it it taught me something like men not that we don't have value in america but there's a certain position and expectation when you're in the presence of a chief that you don't even talk to him directly so when i went to the village with bishop who's the sub chief the chairman had to be spoken to now, one of the brothers who's from Ghana tried to sit down and talk to the chief. And they were like, well, you better get up. And he was just like, man, you from here. You should know better than this. But we see that Western influence where reversing our elders is weeding away at the fabric of authentic African heritage. The Western world's the European world's influence. Like, why do, why do we even have the name Jamestown? Why do we have sections that we still keep that were British 
and that we're Dutch here. Right. So I'm still ignorant. So there are things I don't understand. So I just ask questions about them. But that's just to say the weight of that. You know, this is Anthony Briscoe at Kojo Anim. That's me now. That's me now, brother. You know, I think we got the same nose, Henry. Do we, man? Yeah, we look pretty close, <laughs> bro. You know, <laughs> man, Tony, I mean, I mean, but, but I mean, come to think of it, when 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 I look at w- w- everything that you've seen right now, I mean, going back, going back to the States, what is going to change? I mean, if 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 you look at what everything you've learned here, the history, the stories, the people, are you going to do anything different, or is it going to be okay? You've learned, or how how is it going to affect your your life now? I mean, is it going to make you? Because I know sometimes people come here and they become more negative. They feel like, oh, you did this to us. So how is this going to shape your 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 going back? Well, in my in my journal today, my travel journal today, and my prayer to the Lord was, I don't want this to be a moment and a feeling because moments and feelings go away. I want to go back with the renewed focus and renewed resilience to study more about my our history as black people. And I don't necessarily even like the term black, but because that's what's used I'll use it for that sake, so please receive that. I have this fear that because of my comforts, that I'll just go back to the status quo and continue living my life like I've lived it the past few years without really having an understanding, but not really feeling. For every African-American who is pro-black, If you have not been to any African continent, um, if you've not been to the continent of Africa, if you've not been to any African country, you cannot. Well, let me me be careful. You can talk about our history dealing with white supremacy from an American view. But if you don't have the foundational knowledge of the roots of how that started back from the Spanish Inquisition up to now, until you have an understanding of what our people actually went through, not just in the slave dungeons, but in the travel through terrains and territories, through forests, until you actually get with a tour guide who can explain these things to you without a Western lens, with a true African lens, because we know what happened, until we can get over that oh yeah well africans sold africans into slavery so it's actually africans fault that it's happened you won't get the whole picture of the deception that was even behind that right whenever there's a major issue going on in the world anywhere from america to here they always use us to do it Because sometimes we have a solo mindset where only I'm important. When I look at the potential of what can happen in cybersecurity once we get involved in the field, it's endless. And that's even from being here. I'm not going to say where I am on the air because I don't don't want you to get sued. (laughs) But I look at the security that they're using on Wi-Fi. It's awful. It's wide open. Well, you should be running a VPN at any hotel you go to, right? 
when I look at I'm downstairs and I'm in the lobby and there's a main desk that's set up where people can stand behind you and look exactly what's on your screen. So if you're pulling up somebody's room number and they know that the room number is this and the access to it is this, like there are just things I just walk around looking at. And I'm like, Mm-mm, that's not good. Right. The potential that we have in cybersecurity or technology in general is 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 way out there. But the same thing happens from a historical standpoint that unless African-Americans like myself come here and get an understanding to know what it means to leave the door of return. And then the other side of that door now says the door of return to know that Africa is waiting and ready to welcome us back here to this soil where our ancestors came from. The potential of that is so far. I don't want to go back. I have to go back changed. And a part of me has to go back transformed. And I have to stay changing. And I have to stay transforming. I have to live my life like code where there's always an upgrade available. There's always an update available. There's always some firmware that has to be reloaded. There's always some new code that has to be rewritten. So when I look at American history that has not taught me any of the things about Africans, they don't teach about Africans in world history either. They don't teach about Mansa Musa. They don't teach about Stokely Carmichael. They don't teach about W.E.B. Du Bois. They don't teach about a lot of things, right? And so I've got a lot of old code in me and it doesn't need to be rewritten. It needs to be retired. And I'm getting new code in Ghana. And it is changing and evolving me every day. And it's my responsibility to go back home and to do more research and to embrace knowledge and be open to receiving new knowledge. And that's the thing about when you get older and you've been in America for so long, where you're just like, man, like I just want to live my life, man. Uh, I know all that stuff existed. Slavery is in the past, you know, whatever, whatever. No, until we African-Americans experience a part of the culture, you know, not just the jollof rice, you know, not just the jollof rice, man. I ate a lot of, I think I gained some weight here, bro. I deliberately did not eat jollof rice tonight for dinner, man. Cause I, I, bro, I've been killing the, I've been killing the jollof rice, man. But to embrace that, I want to go back transformed, but I can't go back transformed. I have to be transformed now from the plane ride. And this is why I like that. I was able to journal the days here so I can go back and remember. So whenever I, you know, I get lax or I get lazy because life happens, right? Like, you know, we work, you and I are working men. We don't mind working at all, you know, but I don't want to go back and then just let this wean off. Right. Like a new baby, when you wean them off of, you know, of, of breast milk and you, I don't ever want to be weaned off of what I'm learning. I want to stay a child of knowledge of Africa forever. And I know that's going to take a lot of work, but I have to make sure I'm doing it daily or weekly. Not monthly, because that's not enough. You know, it's just like being in the scriptures, man, in the sacred word of God that we call the Holy Bible. It's like you have to be in the word every day with intention. And where some days it's okay to read a verse or two, There are days where you have to literally wrap the word of God around you 
we have to, I think the apostle Paul said that we are to desire the word of God like newborn babes, right? Always seeking milk. Like that's how thirsty God wants us to be for him, like newborn babes. That means that every day God is saying, create something new and special with me. Every day, create something new and special with me, right? I want to do that more with him because that's what I'm taking. I have been eating so much regurgitated Christianity that you forget that real Christianity is seeking him every day and walking in his love and sharing his love with other people. That's where the power is, brother. Fantastic, Tony. I mean, uh, I know that... um the original plan was to come in 2024 and so i want to remind you that it hasn't changed <laughs> no i mean it hasn't changed so i know we uh, we definitely have to meet in 2024 because in my calendar i mean i i still haven't changed that so so you're definitely coming back tony i mean it's amazing seeing you i mean uh, i think that this is my highlight for the year seeing you I mean, thank you for your mentorship and I mean, thank you for the guidance. I mean, uh, in another episode, we're definitely going to talk about the impact in terms of the Cisco Net Academy, in terms of how we've uh, the bride, how we're going to talk. We're going to talk about all the other guys. So, I mean, thank you so much. And uh, this episode will be just for how the trip has been and all of that. I mean, hopefully, we're going to record another episode and that episode we're going to talk about the other team members. Yes. We got to get a new Net Academy going, man. Like we, we've got, we got to get a refresh. You know, I know some folks. I got, I know I got real busy. I know some folks fell off, but um, let's just work on how we can get that started up again, and how we can just make sure that everybody's getting exactly what they need. Thank you so much, Tony, and uh, we'll definitely see you for another episode. Thank you, brother.